Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. You're listening to Reese's Peace. This is episode 34, and it is Monday, March 8th, 2021. Uh, it's been a while since I recorded my last one, probably uh, coming up on like two weeks now. I, I did two collective podcasts in like one day, in one evening, really. I had a, a three-person podcast, uh, kind of early afternoon or late afternoon and then um in the evening time i did um not really early afternoon late afternoon i should say uh and then another podcast with the joshes after that and so that just ended up being a lot and i i think i just kind of burnt myself out so um that was that was a lot i uh i had to fix some audio you know when i did the podcast with me and mike and patty uh, Patty had some echo in his audio, so his microphone was picking up mine and Mike's audio. So I ended up going through that whole like hour and some odd length of audio of his track specifically and deleting all of the dead space between him talking. So that took a lot of clicks. Uh, and then the Josh's, we did a podcast that evening, and Dewey had um, had some echo in his audio, so his microphone was picking up some of mine and the other josh's audio and so uh luckily with that i decided i was going to do something different and there's some tools in audacity that i used to eliminate that pretty well so anyway um there was a lot of clicks it was a lot of fooling around uh it was a lot of effort and like i said i think i just burnt myself out but i have been really enjoying doing podcasts with other people and um i think we're gonna um we're going to find a way to do that even better in the future. So uh, we are going to be doing a new podcast. So me and the Joshes, um, the Joshes and I, I should say, are going to be doing uh, a new podcast called Waste of Time. Uh, and so it'll be the three of us and it'll be its own uh, like podcast channel or like its own podcast proper in Spotify and Google Podcast and Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. So look for that in the future. We haven't recorded an episode yet, but uh, we kind of just decided, well, it was brought up by Blevins that um, this could be a good idea to, um, you know, maintain the message of our individual podcast, but at the same time, be able to speak more freely in in that particular podcast because we won't have to worry about what our respective audiences think about it. You know, if they're if they're tuning in to listen to Waste of Time, then they will be fully aware of what's going on, at least after the first few episodes. So look for that in the future. Um, and I'll plug it again probably once we uh once we record our first episode. So that should be fun. Um so we've been having some great weather here. Today it got almost to 70 and uh remember it's early March. Um and before we did that podcast with uh, Mike and Patty, uh, I was comparing weather with Patty. And so Patty lives in uh, in San Francisco, and his like highs and lows for February, which is was what it was at the time, uh, were like forty three as a low and like sixty eight or sixty nine or something as a high. And so for February, the low for February in here in Denver was negative 14, which was like, I think a record low since 1912 or something like that. And then our high was like 65. So we had very similar highs, but uh, quite a low at a certain point in there. So that was interesting. Um, 
Yesterday, it was 70 degrees down here. You know, it was almost shorts weather. Uh, it's very nice. I'm, I'm hearing that in Wisconsin, they've been getting, in Milwaukee specifically, they've been getting some nice weather. And, and so they're taking advantage of it. You know, nice weather for them is like 40s and 50s, um, which to be fair, to be fair, is nice here too. Um, we've got, you know, when it's 40s and 50s here and the sun's out, you can really get a lot done because that sun really, really makes it pretty lovely. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, um, what else is going on? Uh, so I did my first ride with Mike on his new KTM that I picked up for him and, uh, haven't really done any other riding besides that. But, uh, so we went for a ride. I think he, he really liked it and, um, really likes that bike, likes riding it. He seemed like he got more comfortable with it and he was just more comfortable with the ride and he was able to get up a lot of good stuff, a lot of, you know, somewhat hard stuff. And so I think it went really well. Um, so that was definitely a plus. It's nice to get out on the bike and we got to do some cool stuff. So that was cool. Uh, and while the in-laws were here, uh, we went and we did, um, top golf again. So that was really cool. Uh, I'm not a very good golfer as I'm learning or even a driver in terms of like, you know, driving golf balls. That's essentially what top golf is, the driving range with booze and food. Um, but I, I am able to whack it pretty good these days. I don't think I have the greatest form, but uh, I can at least make connection <laughs> without any sort of accuracy. So anyway, that was kind of fun. Uh, and then uh, while Mike was here, we, uh, we wanted to get a title for his bike. And so Colorado is super funky with their titling requirements. So in, in California, where I grew up and where Mike still lives, um, you know, you get, you get your title, everybody gets a title for their dirt bike. At least you're supposed to get a title for your off-highway vehicles, your dirt bikes and your quads and stuff. And you get your registration also at uh, the DMV, right? So you get both those things at the DMV. So here in Colorado, um, dealers didn't even start issuing titles for new purchases until 2014 that's when it was mandated and so most people and it's still not required most people don't even get a title for their bike you don't you're not required to have a title and your registration you get from the parks and wildlife office so you don't even have to deal with dmv you go down to parks and wildlife you present them with your bill of sale which qualifies to them as uh, proof of ownership and uh or or former registration and you get it registered. You pay your $25.25 and you get your sticker for the year and you're good to go. Uh, well, so as it, as it turns out, because a lot of people don't title their bikes, it makes it kind of difficult to get a title if you have bought the bike from somebody who hasn't previously titled it in that state. And so there's a loophole as it turns out. And I'm kind of, you know, letting the cat out of the bag here, but I figure some people will get some value out of this. So in Colorado, if, uh, if you do want to get a title for your bike, which I understand most people don't because it is a pain in the ass, and then you will have to pay the taxes on whatever you tell them that you paid for the bike. Uh, so the loophole is that in order to title your dirt bike or your off-highway vehicle at the DMV, you have to provide proof of ownership. But what DMV defines as proof of ownership is different than what Parks and Wildlife does for registration purposes. So DMV requires either, um, uh, what do they require? Uh, like a title, a previous title uh, in the previous owner's name. Um, and then that might be, 
that might be it. I don't know. There's, there's a couple of other stipulations. So basically, if you don't get a current title from the person that you bought it from, so the person who um, signed the bill of sale, uh, then you're kind of hosed. You have to get that person to then title it in their name before you can title it in your name. It's 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 a screwy system here here in Colorado to get that done. Well, I, I mean, that's the proper channels. That would be in, Co in California. That would be like, okay, duh. Yeah, of course you have to do that. But um, so uh, as it turns out, the loophole is that um, proof of ownership and I, I should have mentioned this earlier. So proof of ownership at the DMV is a title with the form or the previous owner's name on it. Um, the previous owner that is listed on the bill of sale that you have presented at DMV or um, current registration in your name. So that's the loophole. And it's, it's, it doesn't even really seem like a loophole, but basically all you have to do is you take your bill of sale that you got from somebody, which is somebody wrote you know, their name and your name on a piece of paper and the VIN number for the vehicle on a piece of paper. And you could even forge that signature. So you could be buying a stolen bike or you could have stolen the bike, wrote up a bill of sale, just kind of faked it. Um, although the name is probably going to bring up some red flags. But anyway, so you can, you can write up a bill of sale. You bring your bill of sale to Parks and Wildlife. You get your registration. Then you go to DMV with your bill of sale and that registration, and they will issue you a title. So kind of funky how that works, but I was able to, we were able to get Mike a title, but what happened was we went to the first DMV location, uh, which was um, down by Parks and Wildlife where we went. And uh, so, yeah, we went to Parks and Wildlife, got the registration, you know, the first step in the process. And then we went to the first DMV and, um, Turns out I wasn't able to go in with Mike because I didn't really need to be part of the transaction. So uh, I didn't get a chance to brief Mike on what we were doing. And so he made the mistake of showing the lady behind the counter the previous owner's title, which he actually didn't title. It was just a certificate of origin from the dealer. So he got that. The previous owner got the certificate of origin in order to get it titled in his name, but he never got it titled in his name. And so the lady behind the counter said, no, you need to have this guy go get it titled and then you can get it titled in your name. So we were kind of defeated there. We, we waited in line for probably 15 minutes there. Um, you know, the line's out the door for DMV these days. And uh, so then I was like, okay, well, no, that's not how that works. You're not supposed to show them that. So we're going to have to go to a different DMV. So we went to a different DMV. We stood in line for probably an hour and 45 minutes, I think it ended up being. And, I, and this is on a Friday in the middle of the day. And uh, we did eventually get in there. We, we showed them the, the registration and the bill of sale, and we were able to get it titled. So we were off to the races. So we did get it done. It was a pain in the ass, but it's done. And uh, I, I always feel good about titling my vehicles. You know, even if they're off-highway vehicles, I just like to have that done. So... Now it's done. Um, so yeah, while the uh, while the in-laws were here, of course, we did a lot of cooking. So they left us with a bunch of leftovers. That's always good. We love that because uh, neither Alyssa nor I like to cook. So uh, that that has fed us. We're still eating it, you know. And they left uh, a week and a half ago, so we're still eating that uh, cowboy spaghetti. So thanks, Mike and Kathy, for that. And um, yeah, so that's uh, that was like I said, already a week and a half ago. Excuse me. And um, let's see here. Uh, and then I, I, I heard word from, uh, 
from Mike and Kathy today, and they're remodeling their bathroom. And and she was uh, Kathy was asking me about um, the bidet, and so they're going to put in the bidet. And uh, I guess mine really made an impression on on them, so they're really going for it. And I highly recommend everybody to do it. I mean, I don't. It is a bit of an expense, and a, a, a bit of extra. Uh, hassle, let's say, a bit of extra ness, as I like to say, just you know, stuff going on that you have to do. But I think it's worth it to, especially you know, if you work from home and so you're using your own bathroom a lot, it's nice to have that better than the flushable wipes, which, uh, according to a lot of experts, are not really flushable, or at least you may be able to flush them, but you shouldn't because they'll clog that shit up. So, uh, yeah, so there's that going on. Um, what else do we got going on here? I watched a couple of movies lately. Um, I exposed uh, my in-laws to The Matrix. They hadn't seen The Matrix. I made some reference about the red pill and the blue pill. You know, that there was that documentary I think we talked about uh, with the Joshes called The Red Pills about the um, men's rights movement. So anyway, I thought it was a prerequisite that we watch The Matrix. You know, it's just a great movie. It's, you know, part of... Um, it's not like part of American history or anything, but it's just, it's a good movie to have watched the first one at some point in your life so that you you can understand some references and things. The Matrix is relevant to a lot of metaphors and philosophical views and things. I don't know. Maybe I just think it's important. It's probably not important for everybody. But it is a cool movie. So I exposed them to that. I think, um, you know, it's action-packed and things. I think they were kind of into it. Um, Watched a movie that I wasn't sure if I was going to like initially, but I did have it in my kind of list of things that I wanted to watch on Amazon Prime, which... By the way, is definitely my lesser favorite of the streaming services when compared to, say, Netflix. Um, have had quite a few issues with the Amazon Prime, but I've kind of exhausted uh, all the options from Netflix, or at least I'm not interested in them. And so Amazon Prime's got a lot of movies that I've been interested. So I put this one in my list. Uh, I put a bunch of them in my list. It's kind of like a pastime is I'll scroll through all these movies that they have suggested for me, and I will watch trailers for as many of them as many of them as I think are interesting and, and that have trailers. And then I will just keep adding them to my list. And I will do this sometimes for hours and never never end up watching a movie. It's kind of ridiculous. And, and Alyssa hates it. But so I put this movie called The Hustle in my little Amazon Prime like watch list, uh, like to watch later. And so I, I had Alyssa go in there. We we're going to pick a movie to watch. And I said, go pick one from this list because I've already kind of pre-approved them, right? And so she picked this one, and this one had, um, uh, oh, what is her name? Rebel Wilson. I think her last name is Wilson. Uh, she played Fat Amy in Pitch Perfect, if you ever watched that movie. But she's hilarious. She's either from New Zealand or Australia, uh, kind of a heavier set white chick who is hilarious, and uh, Anne Hathaway. And Anne Hathaway is a classy broad, and she plays a... <laughs> Uh, a British chick in this movie, and she does it pretty well. I think it fits her her style. She's pretty classy. So anyway, that was an interesting movie. I'd recommend it. It was pretty funny. Not what I thought. Again, that's called The Hustle. That's a pretty new new movie, 2019, I think. Uh, 20 years newer than The Matrix. So I don't know. I prefer newer movies generally, but The Matrix is kind of a classic in my mind. So we watched a couple of movies. Um yeah, uh, let's see here. What else is going on? Um, I did want to talk about, real quick, the the whole, like, Josh's. Like, how do you spell that? Like, plural Josh's. Or, like, 
keeping up with the Joneses, right? So apparently, I did look this up for your education. Uh, if you want to say plural Joshes, you would spell that J-O-S-H-E-S. You would use the E-S to do multiples. So that's the dumb fact of the podcast here that I learned. So um, yeah, so I mentioned it's early March. It's tax time, people. I mean, most of the time taxes are due in April, but I think this year everybody's probably going to get a break for a good reason. Um, so Alyssa and I did our taxes. Uh, well, we had our taxes done, really. But in all honesty, I th- I'm I, I say this a lot, but I'm I'm really serious this time, folks. Next year, I'm going to do it myself because I did some pre-calculations ahead of time, and I was pretty accurate. There were a few things that I just had questions on that I probably would have figured out based on the questions in, say, TurboTax or H&R Block's do-it-yourself thing. Um, but I estimated our taxes within uh, like 50 bucks or $100 of our refund. So I was pretty good. It was pretty good. Uh, so I'm just going to do it myself next year because I, you know, I don't know. I don't, I think I understand it a lot more now. And so I can at least ahead of time kind of do a bit of calculations and get an idea so that I know if I've done something completely wrong and then, you know, get a chance to thoroughly read through this and better understand this system. So anyway, we did have it done. Um, found out that the, uh, I thought we were going to itemize our deductions this year, which is basically where you add up all the things that you think are tax deductible that you spent money on this year. Like the home loan interest that we have paid and uh, any other expenses or whatever that we have that are tax deductible. I don't remember. We may have had one other thing. Um, But turns out that if your itemized expenses don't equal more than the standard deduction, it's not really worth it to itemize your deductions because the standard deduction will essentially allow you to pay fewer taxes. So the standard deduction this year for the uh, married filing jointly in Colorado, or maybe it's Denver, Denver County, but uh, it was almost $25,000. So we're like, yeah, we're going to do that. And that made everything really easy. So um, with that, um, we did pretty good. We weren't, we didn't have to pay any money, which was good. We ended up upping Alyssa's uh, withdrawals at some point during this year because we were worried uh, about jumping tax brackets because last calendar year, um, our income was substantially less due to having one complete year of my income and only a half year of Alyssa's income um, done. So um, yeah, it was way different this year having two full incomes included. So that was, um, yeah, we jumped some, we jumped a tax bracket. Let's, let's say that. Uh, so yeah, we did that. Um, and for those who don't know what tax brackets are, I'm not sure how many people this is really going to be informative to. But um, I found this to be very helpful when I was calculating my own taxes was uh, tax brackets work like up to, say, from like, if you make zero to, say, $18,000 in a year, you will be taxed at some rate. And then any amount of money between the 18000 and the next bracket limit will be taxed at another percentage and then so on and so forth. So each bracket of money, not the whole amount of money that you made in a year, but that bracket of money above the previous bracket and below the next bracket is taxed at a specific rate. So the like effective tax rate is never really one of those. Well, it's very rarely one of those bucket amounts. So anyway, that's kind of how that works. But um, Yeah, so it's not that complicated, and you can go online and you can figure out what the standard deductions are for your state or whatever. And uh, 
yeah, that's that's how I was able to to kind of calculate our our taxes, and I probably got lucky, you know. But um, I was able to calculate our taxes pretty accurately before having gone in and taken, you know, had them taken care of. But it's done, over and done with. Um, yeah. So that same day, earlier in the day, I had to take. Uh, well, I didn't have to, but Toyota gives you two years free maintenance, and so this would be like the eighteen month service for Alyssa's car. And uh, so I took it in, you know, to, to keep up with that whole procedure. You know, this is the third of, of four services that they gave you for free. Um, so we're doing that. Or I guess it's, yeah, third of four. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this was the second to last one. And she's been having this issue ever since she bought the vehicle, ever since we bought the vehicle, that uh, when you go and you fill it up with gas, when you get, you know, the the gas pump will click off and you, you'll hang it up and you get back in the car and the gauge never reads full. You know, if you don't like press it, like, like continue to fill it beyond after the first click off, uh, you will, the, the, the indicator will never read as full. So apparently this is, this is not, um, Toyota issued something that was not a recall. They're very specific about that. It's not a recall. They call it a customer support program. So basically, it's it's some defect with the vehicle that a lot of people complained about, and I made a, a point of complaining about it the very first time I went in there for service, and apparently other people did too. So good on Toyota for getting this out, and it's 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 a free repair, but uh, it turns out they didn't have the parts in stock because when I called to make the appointment, I mentioned it on the phone, but I didn't have a recall number or anything to reference what it was. So the person on the phone was like, I. You know, I don't show any recalls for that vehicle, so just bring in your paperwork. So it was kind of a bummer. Brought in her car. Um, they saw it in the system back in the service counter. They saw that that there was this customer support program out for the vehicle. So they knew what it was back there, but the person who made the uh, appointment didn't. So anyway, they had to order parts, so we couldn't get it done then. So we'll have to get it done later, but you know, at least it's going to get done. But I thought it was interesting. It's a customer support program, not a recall, not a Toyota service bulletin, but a customer support program. It's very weird. I think I got the same thing on my my pickup. It was like a low pressure fuel pump that was, um, and I think that was actually, that may have been a Toyota service bulletin or a recall because that one uh, would cause stalling and, and that could be dangerous. So... Um, you know, your, your fuel gauge not reading full when it actually is or not allowing you to fill all the way up is not really dangerous. So anyway, got that done. Well, we got the service done and then we'll have to, you know, get the, uh, the customer support program thing fixed at some point. Um, so we'll have to go back and do that. Uh, so the next day, yesterday, like I said, it was 70 degrees down here in Denver. Uh, it was about 40 or 50 degrees up in Keystone where we went to ski which was very cool. Uh, we got a shitload of snow like the few weeks prior, but apparently it must have been warm because there were a lot of bare spots, more than I expected. I shouldn't say a lot of bare spots. All the runs had snow. Some places it was very, very thin, but um, that was really cool. Um, I was very sensitive about my knees doing that, uh, just, you know, because those mountains are pretty crazy and I've only skied like 10 times in my life. So um, try to be gentle on them and, and uh, I didn't go down. Um, but I'm not a graceful skier can certainly say that. So that's, um, yeah, that was kind of interesting. And, and Alyssa and I were both a little bit sore today, but got that done. And, and that was, um, that was a bit of fun. We got up early, you know, we got up, we both got up 
before five, or maybe Alyssa got up a little after five. I got up before five so that we could leave here by six and um, got up there early and, you know, got a, a decent parking spot, got on the mountain first thing. And, and we were out of there, like in the car on the road by like, I don't know, one twenty. So um, we missed a lot of the traffic, which is good because traffic is horrendous going up there. And yeah, so that was yesterday. And today's Monday, starting the work week, first day done. Only a few days left, uh, but it looks like it's going to snow this whole upcoming weekend. So we're supposed to get a ton of snow out of this storm too. So that'll be interesting to see. I guess it'll be kind of a chill down weekend for me. Alyssa's going to be working most of the time that weekend. So uh, I had planned, loosely planned to ride, but it doesn't seem like that's going to happen. Most of the riding places look like they're going to get snow. So probably just stay home, hang out. Uh, which reminds me, uh, Alyssa did come home this evening and, uh, she got home early. She got home right after I got off my bicycle and, uh, I guess she was going to go out with her girlfriends tonight. I forgot about that. Um, and, uh, so she showered and left a little bit ago just before I started this podcast. And yeah, so she's going to go have, have some fun with them tonight. Uh, before that, yeah, I just, I've been listening to podcasts, as you know, I kind of chain smoke the, uh, Stuff You Should Know podcast, started one on the KKK, um, which is a relatively new one. I could have swore I'd listened to one on the KKK before, but, uh, yeah, so it's been interesting so far and I got to finish it as soon as I finish this podcast, but my listeners were clamoring for another podcast from Reese's Peace, specifically Joe, uh, on the pipe Joe, as he's colloquially known. Hey Joe, if you're listening, Here's your podcast, man. Sorry to keep you waiting. So uh, this is for you, buddy. So yeah, uh, that's really uh, a lot of what I've got to update you on and what's been going on. I'm sure there's been more, but uh, I, I made a pointed list here so that I could talk about a few things, try and keep things a little bit interesting. But so now we're going to dive into really quickly, not really a deep dive, just a couple of things that, um, you know, get back to my roots of this podcast and talking about philosophical things, because that's kind of what I do, right? You know, a podcast is, is kind of like, you know, when you're talking, you're talking to somebody at a party and you're just blabbling on and, and you finally realize after like five minutes of you constantly talking and, and that other person not talking at all that you should probably shut up. Well, on a podcast, you just don't make that realization and you just keep talking. And so it's it's not uh it's not really a good conversational skill builder by any means because if you have conversations the way that you would have a single person co- uh, podcast uh, it's probably not going to be great people people may find ways of avoiding you in conversation so anyway that's just kind of my uh, analogy of what podcasting is about is just monologuing endlessly into a microphone but. It does help me kind of talk through and digest and dissect my thoughts and feelings about what's going on, even if I don't talk about my thoughts and feelings all that much. It's just helpful to be able to say things out loud and, you know, it's therapeutic. This is Reese's therapy, right? You know, sometimes it's good to just say things out loud, even if they're not profound. You know, sometimes, you know, my buddy Mike that I work with, he likes to talk a lot of things out, and I have come to really appreciate that about him and just really appreciate that in general, just talking things out. Even if it's just to say it out loud, I find it to be very helpful for understanding and creativity and problem solving. So 
Um, yeah, it's helpful. So my one point, I guess that was uh, that was a point all in itself. My my likening podcasting to uh, monologuing to somebody at a party. Uh, my second point and last point that I have, unless I tangent again, is um, my self improvement issue. Uh, I'm realizing that I need to listen better. I need to focus while people are talking, and that's 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 the general theme. But I'll 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 back that up. So that's the message. I need to listen better. I need to focus while people are talking. I find myself, and it's very difficult. You know, it's like I'll be on a meeting. If it's like a one-on-one meeting uh, on a computer, or if it's somebody talking to me in person, uh, most often, you know, it's a meeting because it's somebody that I talk to regularly, or if I'm talking to Alyssa because she's somebody that I talk to regularly, I totally zone out. And I shouldn't say that I totally zone out. I think about so many other things aside from what's being said and it I, ha- I have to consciously like drag myself back to what is in the here and now what we're talking about right that instant and it's really tough for Alyssa and my discussions I think it centers around my disinterest in I think disinterest is a word correct me if it's not uh, my disinterest in medicine and because that's so much a part of her life that is so much of what we talk about and any interest that I ever had in it, has long been uh, squashed because of just the sheer volume of medical information that Alyssa has to share and talk about because that is a part of her life. You know, she's got a lot to talk about. There's a lot going on and she needs to get her words out. And so I get it. And so uh, I try, I try to be nice and, and listen and things, but it's hard for me. So I'm not interested in the medicine, but what I need to do better is I need to try and focus more about the here and now and and exercise some of the uh, some of the ideas that were brought up by my supervisor, um, like asking more to you know to get people to tell me more. And I think what I'm finding is that I like I like learning things about other people and asking them more about what they think and why they think that and 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 hearing them talk about their experiences up to a point. And I don't think this is unique to me when I like hearing it up to a point. And then I've reached the point where I'm like, okay, I think I've, I've learned enough from this conversation. I'm kind of, I'm done. I'm bored. I want something else. And this is probably the millennial in me or something, but, um, yeah, I, I've definitely realized, you know, I, I think of myself as, um, wanting to let people talk and wanting to hear what people have to say. And then I definitely recognize that I have my limits. After a while, I I don't want to hear anymore. <laughs> uh, I'm, re- I'm ready to be done with that conversation. I realized that, you know, uh, Mike and I were standing in line for over almost two hours at the DMV, and there was a, a gentleman in front of us who was a younger dude in, in college who was there, and we kind of talked a little bit and found out a little bit about what was going on. And, and it could also be that I lose interest because people take advantage of um, me asking them questions or just us, because Mike and I were both asking him questions, us asking him questions and, uh, maybe just doesn't stay on topic or tangents or maybe just the subject matter. I mean, all of these things are definitely possible because all of these things are true. He did kind of go off topic and, and kind of tangent on the questions that I, that we asked and the subject matter didn't interest me. It has had, you know, at, at to a certain point it did, but it also had to do with the army and, and, you know, I don't 
really care that much about that either. So um, <laughs> it, it doesn't take long before I lose interest in that. You know, like uh, if if you can take a topic and and make it broadly appealing to a group, you know, g- give people as much detail as they can understand from a lay person's perspective and maybe give them the interesting points. And I'm using interesting quotes, interesting points that would be interesting to a lay person and maybe not to say like a, a very heady, smart person in that field, then I, I might be able to stay interested, but um, I struggle with that. So I, I think just in general, I need to get better at listening and and staying present in the moment in a lot of things. I would like to be present in the moment with a lot of things anyway. Um, and and so I think when having conversations, that's one thing that I really need to work on. Um, and I don't think I'm doing myself any favors by listening to podcasts. Like every moment that I'm not like using my brain for work, I'm listening to podcasts. But I also think that that, that enables me to relate better to a broader population of people just because I have experienced the tiniest tip of the iceberg of so many different topics that, you know, I might have something relevant in my experience or the podcaster's experience that I'm listening to that I can relate to and that can make the conversation interesting. So um, I kind of have this battle that, uh, you know, should I should I be more present? Should I maybe sit with my thoughts more? And I think that I should do that. And I, I kind of enjoy that part about riding dirt bikes is that I'm with my thoughts and uh, I just really love riding dirt bikes. Um, and, and that whole thing is just sometimes can be a very thoughtless experience or at least I don't have to focus on it. So it can be kind of therapeutic in itself, but, um, I think I'm going to continue with the podcast, at least in my, uh, my spare time. I really enjoy doing that. I, I just like learning and hearing these interesting things. But um, yeah, hold me to it, listeners. Uh, I need to listen better while people are talking. So that's uh, my self-improvement issue for this podcast. Um, maybe this will become a theme that I'll bring this up occasionally. And uh, you probably won't hear the triple casts as much, if ever again on here with me and the Joshes. Uh, but uh, I do like having people on here because I do like hearing people's perspective and talking to them about things more so than I like just monologuing into this microphone. So um, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely try to get more people on here, probably some duplicates because uh, I don't have that many friends. And it's sometimes difficult to get people on here to do a podcast anyway. And so it, it, it can get kind of tiring to uh, try to figure this out with somebody new every time how to record our own audio. But that's details, fine print. You don't need to worry about that. So this is it. That's it for me. Um, Yeah, I'm going to call it here. Joe, I hope this was everything that you had been waiting for, and I'm sorry I kept you waiting. And for all my other listeners out there, thanks for listening. Uh, Thanks for tuning in. I appreciate you. Uh, I know this wasn't probably terribly enlightening, but I hope nonetheless it was somewhat entertaining or at least filled the background of whatever it is that you happen to be actually concentrating on. So uh, wherever you are, whatever you're up to, I hope you're having a good morning, good day, good evening, whatever it happens to be. And I will catch you all on the next one. Be good. Be good.